0: Hey guys, it's Ben Taylor here with Raw Motivations, excited to be with you today and just talking more about narcissism. If you don't know who I am, I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel and on several other platforms to talk about narcissism to bring awareness, growth, healing, and change. Now, notice I didn't say hope. A lot of times I leave out hope because hope is not something I'm on this channel to provide or to give or to say. A lot of times, just my existence gives people hope of like, maybe my narcissist can change. Maybe my narcissist can be open. Maybe my narcissist can be that. I'm not on this platform to do that. I'm on this platform to provide that awareness, growth, healing, and change. And I do that by talking with people every single day and explaining to them through Zoom calls, through live events that, hey, if your narcissist isn't showing honesty, vulnerability, and consistent change, there's nothing there they're not willing to try and they're just showing you by their actions. They're showing you by what they're doing on a day to day basis, their behaviors that they don't care that they're not invested and that they're not willing to deal with the truth. So one of the things that narcissists try to avoid at all costs is that honesty because honesty leads to vulnerability. Vulnerability leads to accountability. When there's accountability and responsibility about the situation, that's when the narcissist feels shame and feels guilt. They don't want to feel that, so they'll avoid it at all costs, which is why you have gaslighting, manipulating, lies, everything like that to be able to manipulate and be able to change what's happening to keep their image be the way that they want their image to be. So today I want to talk to you about narcissism and the grand finale okay, when there's the breakup, when there's the discard, and a lot of times people think of it in different ways, but I want to kind of put a different spin on it and give you four different things. If you hadn't caught on by now, we've been going through this book, Psychopath Free. It's an excellent book. It has a lot of good information in there. Was trying to do a book a month and got sidetracked because this one's taken so long, but there's a lot of good content that I want to be able to share. So if you don't have one, pick one up because it's a really awesome book for it. All right, so there's four general cases that result in a grand finale. And every single one of them, the psychopath, sociopath, narcissist is giving you an indirect compliment. Okay, so here's the first one. They found another partner. All right, if they see your new target as more valuable than you, what exactly does that say? It means that the new victim is more likely to provide them with an unconditional adoration that they crave. It also means that you're not doing enough of that. When when they dump you, when the psychopath dumps you for another target, they're writing you off as a less useful victim. They see you as less submissive, less controllable, less vulnerable than their new target. When they dump you and rub it in their other partner's face, they're not proving how happy they are, they're proving to erode your self-esteem so they can convince themselves that you're worse than their new conquest. The only time people need to prove their happiness to others is when they're in fact unhappy. It's a good thought. A lot of people don't think of that. When psychopaths triangulate you and post new pictures for the world to see, they're not happy. They're miserably and pathetically trying to convince themselves of a lie by manufacturing your down, your downfall. They're complimenting you in their obsession with your failure. It's a really good thought that I think a lot of people need to need to understand is the only time people need to prove their happiness is when they're in fact unhappy. Otherwise, it's not something you have to prove. It's not something you have to verify or justify or show people. But instead, that's what the psychopath, the sociopath, the narcissist, the toxic person will do when they move on to another relationship. They put on a facade, they put on a show, they put on a production to make you think that they're super happy and that it was all because of you. Thing is, it wasn't. Number two, you caught up with their lies. Did you ever hear this phrase, God, you overanalyze everything. Strange how you're supposed supposed overanalyzing was always a result of their cheating, lying, and triangulating. That phrase is a psychopath's way of making you feel crazy for pointing out the truth. When they punish you for pointing out their lies, they're once again complimenting you. By trying to destroy your sanity and intuition, they're telling you that these qualities of yours are currently too strong. They recognize these traits and try to convince you that they are weaknesses, ensuring that you won't rely on them anymore. If a psychopath accuses you of overanalyzing everything, it might mean that you're just a good detective. How many times does that happen to you? Like, leave a comment down below just to let people know. Like, this happens so often, of when you catch them in the lies and they turn it back on you. They say that you're overanalyzing, you're overreactive, you're over-emotional, and they put everything back on you saying like, hey, this is your fault. Ultimately, a narcissist, like little win in one sense in an argument is getting to the place where their actions you take accountability for. You take responsibility for their cheating for the manipulating, for all these different types of things. And you'll see that in multiple ways. You'll see that in arguments. You'll see that in dog whistling. You'll see that in counseling. You'll see it in multiple different ways because they want to twist it around. They want to put it back on you to make you feel like it's your fault. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And when you step back and when you think about it, you have to take a look at their actions, their decisions, their behaviors, and say, Hey, I did not cause this person to do this otherwise if you're not careful they'll twist it around on you and make it feel like that it's your fault every single time number three the grand finale psychopaths uh you're too happy sorry you're too happy psychopaths love to build people up in the idealization phase but then they resent the happiness and love generated by their partners weird right it makes absolutely no sense So the psychopath's solution is to harbor this resentment through passive aggressive abuse. They make you feel unhinged, anxious, shattering out all the confidence that they build up. When they do this, they're flattering you. This means you embody everything that they hate, love, happiness, and joy. They despise these qualities because they're a reminder of everything that they can never feel, qualities that they see as stupid and useless. Your smiles and laughter are strange nagging reminder that maybe being human is better than being soulless to convince themselves otherwise they plan the grand finale in order to make a mockery of these characteristics you see oftentimes you get to a place where they see you as being happy and they see you as maybe wanting to steal that joy or oftentimes like wanting to be that person That jealousy, that enviousness of, hey, this person has it together, or hey, this person actually is experiencing love, or is experiencing connection, or is experiencing joy, or whatever it might be. Because a narcissist struggles to connect with those feelings, with those emotions. Oftentimes that's from their abuse early on, or from their trauma, or whatever it is that developed them into being a narcissist that doesn't have them built up on their emotional maturity to be able to handle a lot of situations. This is why a lot of times you'll see narcissists, when they experience any type of emotions, it typically only comes out in rage or that passive aggressiveness. You don't normally see different aspects of emotions or feelings being shown because they don't know how to be able to share that because of everything that they've been through. So when they get to the place of like, hey, this is something that you're showing, they're like, wait a second, I need to either bring you down to my level so that I can feel better about myself, or I need to try to completely obliterate the things that you're showing because of how it's making me feel. Last one here, they're bored with your emotions. Psychopaths love the idealization phase because everything is perfect. There's no problems. They don't have to deal with anyone's dreaded emotions. But after they've tricked someone into falling in love with them, they suddenly find themselves in a strange predicament. The victim loves them and wants to foster a great emotional connection. The psychopath gets bored and uncomfortable with this very quickly. In these cases, the grand finale will often be about the victim being crazy, bipolar, or hysterical. Again, these are all flattering way of saying, hey, you have a heart. But the psychopath hates things they do not understand, so they seek to destroy. While you are spending so much time trying to repress your emotions in order to be the perfect partner, you are actually doing just fine as a regular person. Emotions are what make you human, and the psychopath got very tired of those human qualities. Everything the psychopath values is the opposite of what you would value. So when they punish you, they're actually giving you quite a tribute of the things you probably care about the most. It's twisted and manipulative because they can convince you to doubt your greatest qualities. But looking back, you can begin to understand how this abuse was a subtle acknowledgement of your own strengths. I know that's one aspect that stood out to me whenever I was in therapy and which I currently still am. But like whenever I was in a session of therapy, of the idea of like emotions of like psychopaths, like people that struggle with this, psychopaths, sociopaths, narcissists, toxic people, they struggle to be able to understand those emotions and be able to know how to process it. Because it said here, emotions are what make you human. And I remember sitting in therapy one time and there just being like this realization and this kind of like eye-opening moment that I had with my therapist where she was like, it's okay to have emotions. And I was just like. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Those are allowed. Like I was like, yeah, but there's like good ones and bad ones. There's like things that are acceptable, things that aren't acceptable. She's like, no, like it's okay to have emotions and feelings because like that's what makes you human. Like that's part of life and it's okay that you have those, but it's then how are we going to act upon those? How are we going to react upon those? How are we going to process those that make the difference? But just having emotions, having thoughts, having feelings, having those emotions isn't a good or bad thing. And for me, that was kind of like a breakthrough. But when you think about it from the narcissist perspective, like they get tired of the emotions that they see in other people because they don't handle those same emotions. They haven't processed them. They don't know how to connect with them. So oftentimes they'll get bored with all the emotions that the other person's doing and saying like, I can't deal with this. This is too much. This is something I'm not interested in. And that's when they start that discard phase, devaluing when they leave. Hopefully that's been a little helpful just talking about the narcissist and the grand finale. If you hadn't had a chance, download the NARC app on Google or Apple Apple Play. It's NARC, N-A-R-C, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. A lot of people on there, like-minded survivors, learning about narcissism, getting healing, getting growth, getting change. Just dropped a couple of new courses. We've got boundaries and gaslighting of being able to learn about that, how to implement that as well. Thanks so much.